Would you join me in a word of prayer? Holy God, who created each one of us in your image, who sent Jesus to teach us the ways that we are to walk in this world, and who fills each of us with your Holy Spirit each and every day. We ask now that the words of all of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The table is extended with the extra leaf to fit 12 of us, but it's still a tight squeeze. The white tablecloth is freshly washed and pressed. Matching candles line the center of the table. The best china is out. All the utensils are set up, even the little salad forks on the outside. Water glasses, wine glasses, coffee cups, all arranged in front of the settings, with the napkins folded into neat triangles on top of each plate. Eric rings the bell, signaling it's time for dinner. Everyone scurries in and grabs a plate ready to serve themselves. The table is filled with conversation, laughter, and sometimes even tears. Family and friends that became family shared this basic human need, food. Around a table with people from different walks of life who somehow managed to find room in their hearts for one another. Dinner at my mother's house has always been a holy time. The dinner table always seemed to be a sacred space where bellies were filled and hearts were warmed in the act of sharing. The disciples came to Jesus and said, this is a deserted place and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need not go away. You feed them. You give them something to eat. But they replied, we have nothing but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. And all were fed, more than 5,000 with 12 baskets left over. That lawn was a sacred space where bellies were filled and hearts were warmed in the act of sharing. My family and I were fortunate to always have enough food on the table, but that's not the case for everyone. As many of you know, much of my ministry experience has been working in feeding ministries. My most recent experience, back when I was working in the East Village in New York City, was with a weekly food pantry, where anyone could come who needed some extra help with food that week. They'd be able to choose from each of the different food groups, free of charge. Every kind of person you could imagine walked through that food pantry, many of whom I came to know. I learned about their lives, their stories, their families, and even could predict what foods they had come for. I imagine the Brookline Food Pantry is something similar, 
Did you all know that we partner with them? Every Communion Sunday, we take up food collections and we have financial contributions that go to the food pantry. The Brookline Food Pantry serves children to seniors, recent immigrants and longtime residents, males and females, able-bodied and disabled, healthy and sick, every kind of person you can imagine. And I bet that the crowd of over 5,000 was a lot like the people who go to the Brookline Food Pantry. The disciples approached Jesus to ask about sending off the crowd to go get their own food. And Jesus said, you feed them. Can you imagine how overwhelming that must have felt? Five loaves and two fish to feed thousands of people. Food insecurity in our time is so pervasive, even in seemingly affluent communities like Brookline. So for me, there is no question. Jesus is speaking to us Christians now when he says, you feed them. When I first spoke with Renee, the director of the Brookline Food Pantry early last week about coming here to talk to us at United Parish, she was at her desk with piles of paperwork. I bet there was also a feeling of overwhelm in that moment. And I asked her why she feels compelled to do the work she does to feed people of this community. And she told me that the moment she gets to be with people, giving out food, human being to human being, that's when she feels most fulfilled. But Renee does not do this work alone. And I didn't do the work alone in New York. And even Jesus did not do this work alone. Somehow, when people are working together, miracles can happen, even if the task feels overwhelming. Mother Teresa said, if you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one. This is what we must do. We are the body of Christ. We must not forget that we're the ones who are called to do this work. As Jesus is no longer on the earth, now we are God's hands and feet. And we are the visible reminder to the world that God exists and is in the business of healing. We do this every time we demonstrate kindness, love, and justice through our words and through our actions. We remind the world of how we have been created to live, not in brokenness, but in healing and wholeness. Here at United Parish, we work together to do this in many ways. Not only do we partner with the Brookline Food Pantry, but every year for how many years now? About 30. Um, we've had a meal for the whole community on Thanksgiving Day. Everyone is welcome at the table, no matter their situation, to eat together, to share, to be healed. We actually have sign-ups happening right now in coffee hour after worship, and we still do need some people to sign up for cleanup on Thanksgiving and to bring pies, so please feel free to sign up after worship. And know that 
When you share food like that, it's sacred. It's like dinner at our mother's house, God's house. It's an example of becoming part of the kingdom of God. We are healing the world little by little, step by step, helping to bring about the beloved community here and now. We, the body of Christ, are counting on one another. So now I'm going to invite Renee to come up and tell us a little bit more about the Brookline Food Pantry and how they work to share food with so many of our hungry neighbors. Thank you so much, Renee, for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me here today to talk about such a basic human need as food. As you heard in the reading, everyone is hungry and everyone needs to eat. Not everyone has the same access to the same food. Food costs money, and a lot of money at that. In a town as wealthy as Brookline, where we have the highest average single home price in the state, people are still going to bed hungry. And 13% of the Brookline residents live in poverty. 11% of the Brookline students are on free and reduced lunch. And 1,600 people in our town live in subsidized housing. And many more are on a multi-year waiting list. It's right here. It's in our town. It's all around us. You just have to open your eyes and see it. My eyes were open five years ago when I asked for gifts of food rather than presents for my daughter's birthday party. I had no idea what I was getting into at that point. <laughs> we decided to bring the food over to the Brookline Food Pantry, and I knew right away I had to help. There were people in need right here in our town. Now, five years later, I can't look away. Over 850 Brookline households have come to depend upon us. Along with my 110 volunteers, we work tirelessly and passionately to keep our shelves stocked and food on their table. As addressed in the reading, I feel responsible for feeding our neighbors. Many times during the month I say, we have plenty of food. We are all set for now. Sure enough, we aren't. Every week, the shelves fill up, and at the end of the week, there's nothing left. I wonder, how long can we keep doing this? <clears throat> can we continue to find more bread? Can we find more money to buy the food that we need? Who is going to help us? Thanks to many in our community, along with this parish, United Parish, we do find the support. And week over week, we get more money and we buy more food. Our clients come from all walks of life. Immigrants from foreign countries, native Brookline residents, young single people just off the streets, veterans that have just come back from fighting wars, and seniors who've worked their whole life but they don't have enough money to live on, 
single parent households where they're working as well as both parents working. They come every two weeks to food shop in our little mini grocery store. We provide them with canned goods as everyone would expect, but we also have fresh produce. We have eggs, we have milk, we have butter, frozen chickens and vegetables. We do our best to feed them as well as we can. They make their choices and bring it home to their family tables. Our numbers keep going up. This year we served over 8,800 visits to our pantry. Some households come religiously every two weeks. Others come when they can find a ride to get there or when it is available for them and they need it. That is an 82% increase over the past four years. In that time, our cost of food went up 93%, and we spend now over $220,000 a year. I feel that a lot of people don't know that even as a member of the Greater Boston Food Bank, we have to buy our food, it's not free. We get it at a substantial discount, and we get a lot of free produce, but, and we maximize every dollar that's donated to us. We bring in over 8,500 pounds of food a week, and we feed the people. It comes and it goes. I could go on with statistics all day, as my background prior to this was in finance, but it's not just numbers. Every single number is a family. It's a person. All of them have a story. Everyone is trying their best to survive and to be happy. Some want help, some want company, someone to talk to. Others want to get their food and leave because they feel embarrassed and ashamed. Many of them have been marginalized due to their low-income status, their language barriers, and even physical and mental impairments. But all of them want to be treated with respect and a smile. They want the basic necessity, which is food, and all of them rely on us. Some of their stories, I'll tell you a few quickly. We have a veteran from Brookline who is living in a Motel 6 in, in Braintree right now. He lost his uh, short-term housing here. The government's not held up their end of the, the bargain. He did. He fought for our country, and when he got home, he didn't get paid. He's trying to straighten out his paperwork, but it's been a year since he's gotten a paycheck. He is, has no credit because in the Army he didn't need it, so he's struggling. He has a Section 8 voucher but can't find housing here in Brookline for that, let alone Braintree. He's trying his best. He takes his bus from Braintree to get here. He's optimistic that something will change soon. He said the best thing happening for him right now is the Brookline Food Pantry. Soon he's going to get his dog out of the kennel, so I think Brookline will become number two for him, but, and he'll have a little partner. So we're happy for him, but he comes religiously every two weeks with a smile. We also have a woman who has her PhD and is a published author, but when a family member became sick, she had to stop working to be a caretaker for her family. They started, she started, um, the family member unfortunately passed away and they lost their home. She started living in a car. She was very depressed and distraught and became ill. 
Every time she comes to the pantry, she sees failure. She feels ashamed, but lucky. She appreciates, but feels embarrassed. She thanks us, but she cries. We have single women who is a senior citizen from Russia. She was a doctor in her country, and so was her husband. She came to the US over eight years ago with very little. They saved all they could, but have nothing left. Her husband died last year, and she's all alone. She comes every week just to talk to us, just to be part of something and share her life. When she does shop, she thanks us. She says there's no way she can eat all the food she gets by herself. Yet, she cannot help but to take a little bit of everything. She knows she won't get anything else for two weeks. She, <clears throat> she has to budget what she takes. Every time I carry her bags home, she wants to give me some Russian chocolate. I have to take it. <laughs> Otherwise, she would be insulted. No one wants anything for free, but it's her way of giving back. Lastly, an example I have is a family. Both parents working. One, Dunkin' Donuts, the other at a local college in a maintenance program. Both earn a little bit above minimum wage. So think about that, a little bit above minimum wage. And combined, they bring home a little bit below 50,000 a year before tax. They have three kids to take care of. They can't make it. They can't make it on their own. They don't have time to ask their kids, did you do your homework? They don't have time to make sure they've packed a snack or lunch. They don't have time to even ask their kids if they've made dinner or eaten. The kids come, along with many others, to our food pantry. And they say, my parents aren't home and I'm hungry. I tell them, <clears throat> if they know how to boil water, grab a bag of raviolis and a jar of sauce. If they know how to use the oven, we have fish sticks and frozen vegetables. <clears throat> we also have hot dogs and cereal and oatmeal and milk and snacks and fresh fruit. We, many of them are learning from us how to cook. A few of the little ones come and say they will work for food and ask if they can help. I give them soap and toothpaste boxes to open. Even at a young age, they feel embarrassed. They don't want to feel like it's a handout. They want to feel like they're giving back. They want to feel validated and human. They want to bring snacks and lunch items home from the pantry so that they can go to school and have what everyone else has, something to eat. It's stories, it's four, it's only four of my 850 households. We touch the lives of 740 adults, 360 seniors, and 560 children so far this year. We plan to feed 500 households at Thanksgiving with turkeys, pies, produce, canned goods. We can't do it alone, not even close. We love the support of the United Parish 
And I'm here to say thank you on behalf of all of my people, our people. And I look forward to any questions you have at coffee hour. Thank you for inviting me. Remember every time we work together, every time we share food and share stories and look at each other, human to human, we are eating at our mother's house, at God's house, with God. May you always have bread to eat and hands to share it with. May those hands constantly hold on to the hope that together we can heal the world. May it be so.